Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This place, Ireland, like Dublin, the people, they like, it's so strange, but I always say the same about Dublin. For me, Dublin is the more honest portrait of ourselves. Really nice streets. And then close to the other, these horrible streets, I was like, I'm like this in the side of me. Hello and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host, Mark, and with your permission, we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least. An open and completely honest conversation is sometimes hard to come by. One of the reasons I love this podcast is I get to sit down with people and just talk, no distractions. Paula, who moved to Dublin around a year and a half ago, brings an authenticity and honesty to this conversation, which is really admirable. We go deep into topics of mental health, how she dealt with the depression, peculiar differences between Ireland and Spain, and much more. In the description of this episode, I'll include some links to affordable or free me- mental health services, which you can avail of here in Dublin if you wish. Thank you to you, yes you, wherever you are or whenever you're listening to this for your company in this conversation. This podcast looks to shine a light on the diversity and creativity that exists in Dublin and to put it on a global stage. For those of you who are Irish, we need to appreciate what we have here. And for those of you who have moved here, we want to welcome you and support you on your journey. If you'd like to support this project and help us to improve, you can do so by leaving a review or rating or even donating a small amount on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash a life in Dublin. And now here's my conversation with Paula. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's normal. Don't worry. I'm glad you enjoyed Monday because that is the whole idea is that people like you do enjoy it. Um, yeah, it was a bit, it was different because I guess every every one of them that we do is different. Um, the one before last Monday um, was way noisier uh, kind of night, but Monday was really nice. It was kind of everyone was chatting to each other um, and people were asking questions, and maybe almost more like curious, curious questions mm-hmm. about Dublin. I thought that was really cool. And excuse me. I listened back to it as well, and it was it was it was nice. It was a nice night. It was yeah. an amazing night. It's like I would love to have, like I know to have discovered before because, uh, like I have the feeling that living in Dublin is always a place. It's you have to get used to lose people all the time. Yeah. So like I, like have it's not that I change my friends. They left. They come back. They go. They whatever. And I'm always staying. And it's hard and at the same time it's a little bit like you know like you get tired of trying which is the opposite of the human nature like we cannot get tired of communicating with others but it's hurt it hurts like mm. have to say goodbye that yes that used to that usual you know yeah um how long have you actually been here so i came in which year we are we're in, we're in 2023 oh welcome God. 
Thank you. <laughs> I've been I've been here one year and a half. One year and a half. Yeah. Okay. So I finished my degree on philosophy in Spain, and uh, to be honest, like I I was really really tired about my environment. Mm. My, my, my my environment. I'm from Madrid. It's really really traditional, and if my friends are gonna see this, they will say like, no, no, it's just that you're really modern no they are really traditional you are guys like it's just if i say things when i share things with people here they think i'm joking you know they're mm. really like from the right or, or really from the left and like but in my environment the right is like politically it's really 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 strong and i and i am and i'm not mm. so like it has always been something that has isolated me a bit uh, and I got a really bad experience uh, before coming back to uh, coming coming to live in Ireland because my parents obliged me to go to a boarding school mm. when I was uh, 16 to England and first of all when you oblige a child to go away that doesn't end up usually good in my in my case because I was I've been always a old child you know what I mean like my my head what has been always I've lived so many things really, really early mm. and I hadn't had the chance to be a real child, mm. a, a normal child. So I didn't want it to go because I knew I was not ready and I had that bad experience. And then when I thought like, okay, I want to go and live outside, I had the bad experience with England and I was like, okay, what's about this small, this small island? close mm. to England that people says that they are really, really nice and they don't have anything to do with English, mm. English people. Mm. And mm. then, I don't know, a friend of mine told me about uh, Dublin and how amazing it was and how openly the people were and like, and I was okay, why not? Mm. And I start, I came. Amazing. Um, what part of England were you in? I was in Kingston. That's in London? It's close to London, yeah. It was also a boarding school for like, I was the only Spanish girl. My English was really, really bad. Yeah. And like, there were like group of Russian people, like, and I am, I was on my on my own. Uh, the English girls were not weren't really nice with me. That's also a fact. Mm. Uh, and then I had to come back. Like it was a little bit traumatic for me because yeah, like the the whole year was paid. Mm. And my pa there was a big effort for my father, my parents to send me there and I had to come back because I started to get depressed, mm. basically, uh, which I've been a, long a lot of times in my life. Uh, and then I came back. And for your parents, was it something like we, we're, we're going to give you an advantage in life? And if you learn English at this point, you'll have so many opportunities in the future. Was that the mommy asking if that was the mindset of? of yeah, that was a, that was a mindset, but uh, also they, you know, there's this concept of like when something is going on, when something bad is going on, if you change something really like in a big way, things are gonna disappear. I don't believe that. Mm. Like it's not true. Like you will carry that. And I was going through a, a moment of my life that I was really really sad, and I didn't know why. It took me ages of therapy to understand. Mm. Uh, what was going on and my parents were like look will be good look it will be good for her also my grandmother just died so my sis my mother was really really sad so she thought it would be better that would be better if i didn't see it which is 
the more stupid thing because mm -hmm. I like imagination is worse than reality for a child. Mm. And I don't know, they they wanted to like give me a new beginning as if a new beginning is possible. I don't think so. Mm. Well, now what's the expression? I, I, I'm probably not going to remember it now, but like it doesn't matter where you go, you always you carry your mind with you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe it was a little bit different in the sense that, okay, England wasn't your choice, mm. but Ireland was. Uh, so that there in and of itself is the first difference between the two. Like, let's not go too deep into any of like other application other than the fact that that's one big primary difference. So it was your choice to come here. Yeah, no, it was completely different. It's just, I said that to my father. Uh, I said like, I feel like I'm a, I'm a bird with like a, with a closed window doing like this. Mm. And I'm just waiting for you guys to open it. So give me the chance, help mm. me at the beginning, maybe economically for a bit, and then I will continue. Yeah. <laughs> and how's it been? I love Dublin. Mm. I have to start from there. But mm -hmm. I feel that since I'm in Dublin, I have not stopped traveling. Mm. This means that I have I haven't created a house yet. Mm -hmm. Well, I did, and then they left. Mm. So I used to live at the beginning in a student accommodation. It was the first time I was living with uh, with other people. I am a really how do you say this? complicated person and like not complicated I, I need my space yeah okay i like i used to live with my parents and like i i really enjoy being alone and i sometimes don't understand why conversation has to be like why people talk about nothing just because they are afraid of being in silence yeah also i'm a philosophy so like <laughs> <laughs> i just start like saying like this and people get tired and i and i know it's it's tiring but i was scared of like living with people and also they were younger than me mm. so i'm 25 doesn't matter but they were in their erasmus yeah completely different yeah. i came here to study english to find a job and they were just like oh party or whatever so at the beginning i was a little bit isolated because i wanted because i like my way of like moving, it's when I feel that I don't have anything under control. And obviously moving to Dublin was the biggest under control that I had. I started with big with I started to become I start doing things how do you say really, really like I attach myself to a routine, really strict strict routine to yeah. be able to feel that the floor is not moving. Yeah. So I will be in pyjama at seven. Imagine this in a student accommodation. Mm. <laughs> so I will stop answering the door. I don't care. Like people had to love me that way. Yeah. And then see that I was not also that, that I was not just that way, you know? Yeah. I will always go to the same cafe because this is the only place that I felt safe. Yeah. So like also maybe like a little bit of context. I was coming from being depressed for like four years mm. in Spain. And depressed means uh, like really depressed in mm. uh, in my house. Like I was also hospitalized. Like mm. it was really really hard. So uh, for me, and that sounds a little bit strange. Um, the normal things are so much co more complicated than the like the horrible things that you know people can talk about i feel engaged with them that's why whenever like that's why for me talking about feelings is as a necessity because like i i i have lived just with that 
my thoughts mm-hmm. and like I didn't know how to go outside of my own of my own head. And then I went to Dublin. Obviously, I was feeling better the last year, and I was like, I, th- I thought I was prepared, and I was prepared. But then I started to come back a little bit back and be a little bit again like obsessive with like eating these things, uh, going to bed because everything else was not was new and I was scared. Mm. And doing my own steps, and I do know myself a lot, thank God, uh, because of my parents and like the therapy that they have provided me. Uh, Then I started to become more open. And then I started to like maybe go for a pint in the middle of the week or maybe the smallest things. And yeah, the things like a week in Dublin sometimes is like a month. (laughs) In In the good thing and in the bad thing, it's like I just... I was not used to being a, being an adult. Yeah. Like I was living at home with my parents and suddenly like I am the one that take care of myself. So I've always had the, the I ho- I always have the challenge of becoming my own mother. That's my top thing in life. Mm-hmm. And this was a moment to start to start doing it. I think at some point or another we all have to become our own mothers. Mm-hmm. Um and let's just use the word mother as uh a way of looking after ourselves, mm. you know, very simply, you have to learn how to look after yourself, which you look after yourself in a different way than than this person over here. I look after myself in a different way. Everybody has their own way mm. and their own needs of, of what they need to look after. Um, like, I'm sorry to hear that you had that that case of, of, of you were in a depression, but I'm also delighted to hear that you were able to work with it um, because obviously that can be an extremely difficult thing to go through. Um, so well done for working through it. Um, Thank you. Was there anything for people who are listening? You know, because there are people who who go through similar things. Of course. Um, and I, maybe I don't like to use the word advice. Uh, I know what you mean. But um, would you would you have any anything to take away from? from that experience that that you could say to someone who might be younger than you, older than you, whatever, but. Do you mean about like how I was feeling at the beginning? Yeah, or how, or the, how you came through it. Depression? Yeah. Uh, oof, I love this topic. Not because I love the topic, it's just because it has been on my bed for a long time. So it's, I just, I just normalized like sadness as a feeling as happiness, obviously we all prefer happiness, but it's just a feeling. Uh, I will recommend, uh, like that's, this is what I said to every, like to every person that I love is, um, there is, you can live all your life running, uh, like running from yourself. Yeah. Everything that you will do in life will, uh, will have this little of the potential that you could have if you will be able to little by little like that's what i always say you just just we just know what like what's an effort for us for for example let's say if i have if i have problems with trust like say like trust people doesn't mean anything but for me maybe coming to this podcast which is not the case, maybe I should put an example anyway, that's a small step and you have to be the one that does to yourself. Mm. Like you need to reinforce that, but you need to go down 
in the sea to then go out. Like the for me the only the only way that I came through all my depression sounds more the plural, it was facing facing it. It has to be with a professional. Also I have to say that it's not any professional, you need to find your person. Yeah, of course. And that's also difficult to to do sometimes, but and it takes I will say loads of patience. Mm. Loads of patience. And like try to like even when you are depressed like have someone in your mind say, saying to you, because I promise, like, I've been there, and you think, you think, like, this is impossible, that it's going to end. Yeah. It will end. Like, that's why suicide exists. Mm. No one wants to die. Everyone wants to end the, the life that they are living, and they think it's going to be forever. Yeah. But it, nothing is forever. That's what one of my, one, one of the phrases, phrases that my therapists tell me all the time and help me a lot is, like, nothing, nothing can can be repeated not the good one or the bad things like you have the feelings and that's the problem when you feel something like when someone starts being scared about a situation he's being scared because he has a memory of something that happened but nothing can happen again mm. like not the good one or not the bad one so like the suffer that i've been through of course can be worse of course can be better, like less less bad. But we are always scared just about what we know. And then and the suffer that I know, my scare like my my fear is to suffer again what I know. And that's impossible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's literally impossible. Like, it can be worse. I'm not a positive person. I'm a, I try to be realistic. I'm not like, oh you know, like it's gonna be better. No, it could be really, really worse. But like well, well can I just say one thing? Yeah. The thing is you, you don't know. Yeah, that's, don't know. that's the truth. Um, like you could you could sit here and say it could it could be worse than what you had, um, or it could be amazing. What's the reality? You don't know if it's yes or no, or you don't know if it's good or if it's bad. Yeah. You just don't know. Um, and sometimes I think it's not about being positive. Sometimes I think it's just about being okay. Here's the reality of life: is nobody knows what's in front of us. Mm. Nobody knows. Like you. You know, it's the old cliche of I could be hit by a bus tomorrow. You don't know. So here here I am planning for my mm. shopping on that I'm going to do on Monday. Yeah. But, you know, I might not make it there. We don't know. Uh, yeah. Hopefully I will. I think touch wood. Yeah. Um, but so I think that there is that reality. But we often live in our own heads so much that we feel like we know what's going to come or we feel like we've almost already created it. Yeah, that's 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 our expectations of life and there's no possibility of living without expectations. That's the thing when you do like I always picture ourselves ourselves like as a house. So we all are a house and you can live and it can look out like clean the house. You can live in the house without opening the windows for a long time. But at some point you are going to open one. Mm. And whenever you have a breakdown, and that's something that really also helped me a lot, whenever you have a breakdown, a breakdown that you can say, okay, it's this. They are easy. Like, my boyfriend break up with me. Okay, I'm extremely depressed because of that. You have to have in your mind that when you do, when you open a door of yourself, all the shit that is going to come from then, this is your boyfriend. Mm, yeah, yeah. The other is the the possibility. It's like oh, like thank God she opened. Thank God we could. So it's a good moment to put names to things. Mm. Like it's good to know. 
it's cool to have a pen with you and say like, okay, this feeling is, doesn't come with this, doesn't come with like, it's just, we are not scared of suffering when, when you know the name of the sufferer, Do you know, like mm. my father, and we can be anyway, but like, it's easier to suffer whenever you know, like, and you, whenever you can express why is the reason, there is always a reason, but when you try not to look for it, like, okay, there's nothing here. You lost, you lost that small thing that if you get, then you kind of, I don't know how to say it, hilo. String. Yeah. You yeah. lost the string and that's the more scary thing, but you find it. I lost the string for like 15 years and it took me a long time to do it. And now I know I won't be, it's not that I won't, like, yeah, I think I will never be depressed again. I will be really sad. That's the thing. My relationship with sadness is really nice. Like mm. I love crying. Mm. I love crying and when I'm sad, I'm thinking, okay, this is something that I'm getting out of my body right now. It's just, just like... It's, it's, Cathartic. Yeah, that's my tattoo in my, in my arm. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Um, can I ask, like, do you have a, a, a routine? No, so, well, you know, you mentioned that you can be very strict with your routine, but is there anything that you... Um, it's kind of a mandatory in your life mm. in order to stay balanced? Yeah, uh, I, I, I try to talk with myself a lot, mm -hmm. like to put conscious to the thing, to our actions, like, because at the end life, it's 100 of the small actions together that you don't think that they are important. Like you are drinking water. Mm. I don't do this all the time. Don't think I'm crazy. But if I'm in a, one of that days that I'm like, I don't feel that I'm existing, mm. I will be saying I'm drinking water. Mm. That's an action. And have, I'm having food. It's just like giving you, like, I'm trying to romanticize, my, romanticize myself. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to imagine that there is a camera. And whenever I'm crying in my room, for example, like if I was watching that movie, I would be like, wow, that woman is so proud. Mm. Or that woman, or like, or when I'm alone in my house and I'm feeling lonely, if you see it from a movie, it's like amazing. Mm. But because we don't, we don't treat ourselves that good. You know, and we treat the others better and even yeah. more if we see it in a movie. So like try to be aware of like what you're living. Sports, 100%. Mm. Like even if you don't like it, I have never done any sport until I have never, I, I don't think it's just like that anyway, until four years ago. And I was like, I will never, I hate it. It changed my life. Mm. Like it was crazy. Writing, I write every day. Like for the same reason to, to the to, to give awareness about like to my life, you know, like to this this is this is life. Like this is small thing is life and we cannot be just looking for the trap like the traveling and things like that. Like that's really but ha finding the happiness in the small things are like it's important. The more important part for me. Um have you ever done um some people might call it cold exposure or whether it's going for a swim in the sea or going to the gym and sometimes they have, you know, those plunge pools, which are really cold. And then you can do the plunge pool and then go to the sauna and then back and forth. Um, so it's kind of essentially that stage that it's playing with temperature um, and the effect that that can have um, is amazing. Really? If, yeah. Have but, you tried it? Yes. Okay. Now, I'm not like a re I don't practice religiously. I used to do like cold showers all of the time. I'm really trying to get back into it, but I keep I'm ha I have to say I'm having days where it's just like, oh, no, not today. Uh, too often which unfortunately maybe when it gets oh. a little bit warmer but and then I remember I did it once in when I was in Copenhagen with a friend 
actually if anybody who listens to this podcast it's Owen who lives over there um, we did this thing where you jump in the sea and then you get into the sauna and back and forth for like an hour oh my god, oh my god afterwards you feel amazing you just really? feel like a brand new person um, like you just can't describe it um, but even just getting into the sea here for like a minute or less yeah. and getting out it has there's, there's so much like in, when it's endorphins or dopamine or whatever that's released yeah um, and I do know that it's like obviously when you do exercise these are the things that you're experiencing and that make you feel good yeah I think the thing about cold exposure is the let's say it's the longest lasting um and highest amount of dopamine that you can get. Okay. Like say, for example, you do some exercise. Okay. Uh, you might feel good for a couple of hours, whereas I think with the cold exposure, it, it can last for up to four or five hours. Um, oh my God, I'm going to try that. Yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whether it's in, in the gym or just a cold shower or going to the sea, yeah. whatever you prefer. Yeah, no, yeah, it, definitely will do that, yeah. Yeah, it's something to try anyway. Hmm. Um, But yeah, so you came then to, to Dublin, hmm. right? You have, you you mentioned earlier on that you're trying to create this idea of home. Yeah. And whenever I was starting to like make, I don't know, make it a little bit more not, more at home, I was getting all, like starting to get open to, like I am someone really social, but I'm a fa fake social person. Like I know I know how to be social, but it, it's it's tiring for me sometimes. So I will go in my room and stay and whatever. And then I I realized that the like the four or five guys that were living with me were, were going to be my family. Mm. Like I have never thought that was like the the I have never thought that I could use the word family for a group of friends in that term. Like family is some is something that someone that lives with you. Yeah, and they like. It was amazing. Like they ended up understanding me, and then like I would go for a walk, and Pablo would say, "Can I come with you?" And I would look at him and like, "Yes, but I don't want to talk." And we're like, "It's okay." Or like, I don't know. Like I just felt completely, completely protect. Mm. You could be yourself. I could be myself, and I I could be alone with people. That's one of the best feelings in the world for me mm. because like I. I love to have someone like that. I love reading when someone is reading. Mm. You know, I love, uh, I don't know, like, it's writing and have my boyfriend, like, doing something with the bike. I just love sharing the silence. So would it be safe to say that you recharge? So because I'm probably the same and it's hard for me to... Uh, understand exactly how I know some other people recharge by being with other people and by talking and stuff like that but I, I guess that you uh, you recharge just by that alone time yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah I also learned that I need more I need I needed people and I forget that with my depression I was just isolated because when you are in that thing you just you don't want to invite anyone to your house you know mm. do it yourself like it's all too black and right. like what i'm gonna talk about how the fuck i'm feeling yeah really bad yeah you know so yeah no i just realized that i really needed people and i was really happy and but then they left yeah <laughs> and i thought i was gonna be devastated and i was devastated for a while but 
there's nothing worse than our our imagination of what what's gonna happen, you know. And like at the end, I miss them a lot, and I always ha will have this experience in my with me and like I will always talk about it and I look to the pictures all, every not every day but nearly every week of like we just us in the kitchen like doing nothing together it was it was amazing but also like I guess life has to continue and it was good for me in a way that I have to find another place and another place live with Irish people that they were not talking to me but anyway live with Irish people then like get uncomfortable again to keep more to keep going you know mm. so and so what made you keep going uh, why did you not say at that point you know affect this i'm going back to spain or i'm going to go somewhere else what what was it that kept you here this place ireland like dublin the people they like it's so strange but i always say the same about dublin for me dublin is it's uh, the more honest portrait of ourselves, you know? Mm. Like Madrid, if you go to Madrid, it's, everything is perfect and beautiful. And like, there's like, will never be a Billy like this with like, they're all in the same. Mm. It's just like Matrix. I will always felt there that it's like, why they let me enter in this? Like, I feel like I'm, I have to run, you know, I'm not from here. <laughs> like just too, like too it's antagonic, too antagonic. <laughs> and then, <laughs> And, and then I came to Dublin and I saw these really nice streets and then close to the other, these horrible streets. And I was like, I'm like this in the side of me. Like the, the, we are like this. Everybody is like this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's nice that you see it that way. A lot of people would disagree. I know, <laughs> A lot I know. of people were like, I'd prefer to be in Madrid. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, actually, it's funny because I was just talking about this kind of kind of talking about this topic in the last uh, chat that I had. Um, and it's just this idea of polarity, right? In Dublin, there is, my God, it's got such polarity, whether it be the north side of the city versus the south side of the city, whether it be, as you say, a, a beautiful street right next to what looks like something in, 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 a, in a very rundown place. Um, and that, like, you'll have artists and then you'll have sports people, you'll have extremely wealthy people right next to a homeless person um it it's it's very raw it's it's almost like the people i think have built a city but the city hasn't necessarily built up around it i, I don't know how to explain it. i'm just creating absolute nonsense from my no, head no no it's not nonsense it's i just i just feel like the city ha hadn't recovered from what you guys have suffered as a country mm. and that's i think and I don't want to offend anyone, but like I, I can't understand why every time that there is like a, a space in Dublin, they construct another uh, construct another hotel. Yeah, it's like new riches. Yeah, Do you know, like you like instead of putting a museum, putting a park, whatever. Yeah. There's just like, like the city hadn't hadn't got used to of like the like people coming. Like I'm sure the city is still surprised. Like the city has like this thing out of like we people. So I just think Irish people needs to get used to the fact that this is going to stay like that and we can do more things. We can mm. like we can do things like the one that you're doing, Mark, that is, that's amazing and create a space and like 
because it is true it's 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 difficult to find things to do in Dublin apart from drinking I know they are you have to make as as Olmo was saying the other day nearly a TVT like a, a really long work to find them but it's just I just think Irish people need to realize that the city is, is ready to change and it's changing you know it is changing yeah yeah I think it's changing whether they want it or not or we want it or not um but I also think Ireland to be perfectly honest I maybe uh, people have been saying this for years and I've just been watching a documentary on uh, YouTube um who are I don't know if you know them but they're like a famous band from from uh, from Ireland so there was Bono who was talking and he was do- talking about the changes in Ireland and obviously at his generation he'd be like 50 60 or something years old now but he would have seen a huge or that generation a huge change in Ireland my god like from culturally speaking we'll say from being very conservative with you know the catholic church being incredibly powerful here obviously he had essentially war here in the north um and now that's all very much different it's very liberal uh for the most part um we have thankfully this it's a peaceful country it's a totally different place but i still think we're figuring out who we are or it's it's like we're trying to make something of ourselves so like let's say madrid or whatever paris those places they know what they are does that make sense mm-hmm. they've established Absolutely. it um dublin i think is still figuring it out and when ireland gained its independence i think we had one eye on america and one eye on the uk and maybe we've taken a little bit from there and another little bit from here but i think we have to start to find our own way because let's just say the accommodation issue or these hotels is like there's in one sense, it's providing such incredible wealth to the economy, incredible wealth. Like you can't doubt that. Like, yeah, let's lower our tax rate, like bring all these companies here mm. Um, we'll have thousands of jobs um, and we'll figure out like how to look after all those people after. But let's just get the jobs here first. So I understand the logic. Um, but it's is that who we want is that who we want to be like and also you know what happens if all of those companies leave you know it's it, there's a lack of identity i i i think so too and i think also i think so also and i think you were saying this the other day like the fact that irish people can't because of your history can't disagree with other people like mm. you need to disagree with lots of people to find out who you are and it's not comfortable at all like in a personal level and in also in this big level and it's it, i think what is what is missing is stop and think mm. you know like everyone is really happy and the the, the, the city is happy and i think she's still surprised of seeing like how everything is going and the money is coming and like the opportunities and dublin is some suddenly a place that people wants to come but there's no houses Mm. and that's because of the rush Mm. that's because of the rush of being thinking just with like and i'm the more impatient person you would meet in your life (laughs) that's why i know how to identify someone or a country like of a city that is the same and with the people that are managing managing dublin but it's the urgent of like maybe i'm gonna we're gonna lose the money or i don't know i think it's there's a lack of a plan yeah 
Possibly. Um, but let's see. I mean, I guess this comes down to politics. And, and it is interesting that you brought up politics at the very beginning, you know, and, and saying that was one of the reasons why you, you, you left Spain or left Madrid. Um, now, other other families and other people are very political. But let's just say my family, for example, we never spoke about politics and actually it was kind of a banned topic. Uh, not a banned topic, but it's like, let's move on from this. You know, we don't want to be getting into a debate here. And that was within our, not because anybody had any struggle. I, um, to this day, I don't know who my parents would have voted for. That's crazy. Um, it is having spent time in Spain and seen how vocal everything is over there. Uh, maybe, hang on, maybe it's, I have to hold my hands up. Maybe I'm in a unique situation, but I don't think so. The, the parents of my boyfriend are the same. Yeah. No, people doesn't speak here. And it's because I think they, I'm sure, it's because there's a lot of, like, damage there. And also because you have been taught how to be in silence. Hmm. And how to be good. And how to, like, let things. This is not, nothing to do with us. They will always have something to do with you guys. Mm. The same way that every story, like every country, you know. Mm. But no, I think that's great. Like there's, I, I, I heard this so many times, mm. and it's yeah, it's really different than in, in Madrid, yeah. which is I don't think in Madrid is better. Like like, you don't know how to speak, and we don't know how to not scream and say nothing. <laughs> like literally, we just say like it's like an animal saying like ah, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, um, I think it's it's some, somewhere in the middle is probably the right thing, right? Oh, yeah. I remember when I lived there, um, it was politics was on the television from seven o'clock in the morning until eleven o'clock at night. Uh, at the time, I when I was there, it was when Spain didn't have a government, or they took like a year or two years to like oh. finally choose their government. So it was just nonstop politics, and I was like. I just felt inside of me, it's like, when are you guys going to stop talking and make a decision? No. You know, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, like nowhere's perfect at all. And Spain is a much more complicated country than here because of all of the different regions and everything. Okay, Ireland's a complicated country too, but it's, it's only four, four and a half million people. Yeah. It's it's the size of, well, actually Madrid has probably a bigger population than, yeah. than Ireland itself. Um, and so. it's and it is it's good for like I, I I think that when you are really when you really criticize it's because you love someone mm. criticize in the way that like like the definition of crit criticism not like you're a bitch you know mm. uh, and I I am really angry with my country mm. really angry because I really love my country mm. but not just because it's my country it's because it has to be a place that I want to be there and coming like. Coming back to uh, like going and living here, uh, it takes me and this is maybe childish the responsibility a little bit out. Mm. You know, like I'm sick of all of you like saying the same thing, lies, lies. Like seeing the politicians in Spain right now talking is like seeing a program of like influencers screaming. I don't know how to say it in English. Like, salva me. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like it's it's it's, it's just unbelievable. So. Yeah, I don't know where, where will be the next step in 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 Dublin for me to start like caring about the politi politic polit political things here. I mm. I have I haven't reached that yet. So maybe you just it's a nice break. 
for you. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes maybe you can care too much about these things. I don't have middle term. If yeah. I care too much, if I care too much, you will see me in television in like okay. <laughs> in front of the newspapers. <laughs> yeah. But how much of it do you think is a little just um, a break from what you know and maybe a distancing in order to? I don't use. I don't like the term "find yourself," but like a distancing to get to know yourself, what you're comfortable with, what you want, what you would like. Um, because if we if we look at your English, for example, your English is perfect, so you don't have the excuse of I need to be here to you know learn English. You've kind of done that. Um, so perhaps you know and work opportunities. I'm, I'm not sure if you'd have as many there as you would here. Depends on what you. In Madrid, there's not opportunities. Well, in Spain, there's like I, that's one of the first things that more like like shocked me when I came to this country. I never seen like it was like a movie. Like you walk in the in the streets and in the shops, there's papers that say they are looking for stuff. Mm. I've seen that like I don't know, three, four times. Like in Spain we don't have we don't have a, a lot of a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, but coming to Dublin it's it's just like do you know when a when a child like he thinks he doesn't know how to cycling and then cycle and then he gets into the cycling and he just starts moving? It's a uh, it has made me grow so much and like grow for me it comes with also bad things like everyone and like I don't reject it but it's a place that it will it has made me feel at home like the home i was speaking at the beginning it was my like my my mental home, home mental mental home like to feel safe but in the moment and i will always say this i came to dublin with two big bag uh, baggages of like my clothes i was not understanding a word of what you guys were saying <laughs> the taxi driver still write me every month how i am if i if, and if i need something no way. and he's an old man it's like you have like my you know and for me the first thing i was like he wants something from me, you know, mm. like we don't have that. But no, he mm. just wanted to make sure I was OK. So like it's a more like warm country, like and it's going to sound strange. I would recommend someone to come from all the like and like visit Dublin. Mm. Live in Dublin. Yes, mm. it's different mm. because it's just a warm place. Like it's just doesn't matter if it's raining, like there's always going to be people. There's mm -hmm. always going to be people outside, and like sometimes they're rich, difficult to reach. And we were speaking about that, about that the other day. But we are, are difficult to reach when we are in our comfort zone. Yeah. Like I will not have a friend from another country, like if I live in Madrid, and, and it sounds horrible, but because I have my friends. You have your friends, you have your family there, yeah. yeah. So that's all. But I feel like you're giving. I love the way you have this opinion of Dublin. It's great. You know, as a Dubliner, that's that makes me feel fantastic. But at the same time, I have to maybe I think you're giving too much credit to Dublin. Perhaps you you've also found that within yourself. And uh, mm, I think half of what I'm saying, it's because of me. Mm, exactly. It's because of what I need. Also, like I quit my job the last week because I had a boss that was mistreating me for like seven months. And one of the things that way I was laughing to you when you say my English is perfect, that he has been saying is like, I don't know how to speak in English. 
Wow. And I won't I won't say the name, but because it's one of the biggest persons in Ireland, mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, it has made my life hell here mm. the last seven months, and he, and it's something that in Spain it happens a lot more. Like I never expect this to happen, you know, someone to like laugh about my accents, correct me in public in front of clients treat me like if I was a child. I felt like I never thought, and that's so unfair that I was gonna suffer any type of racism, and I did. Mm. And that's I... horrible, I hate to hear that. Um, and I guarantee you that person is just really weak, oh you know, um, inside and like is essentially a bully. And uh, when, a, when a bully, the definition of a bully is that it's a weakness. Um, and I guarantee you they probably don't speak another language. No, they probably doesn't. never lived in another country and that's really weak and i i hate to hear that things those things and actually let's just say one of the main reasons because you're not the first person i've heard say something like that um, and i really don't like it and one of the main reasons i started this is to say because maybe you said the last seven months maybe you came like there's people who've who've come maybe did something like a job that was their first job in their first week. And that's their impression of Ireland. You know, thankfully, you have a bigger perspective than that. But there are some people who come and they get mistreated. Um, and I don't think it's actually not about Ireland. It's not about Spain. It's not about anywhere. It's just people, right? People and, and they have their weaknesses. And sometimes people in positions of power can be bullies. And it's really not nice. But when it when that makes you feel really uncomfortable that's i don't like that at all so you did the right thing to quit oh my god i it took me like that's the only way like that's what we do like we get used to to survive but at the same time like you get used to to someone treated you like shit and in spain it's it happens every day like it's like, not every day. I don't want to... My mother's going to kill me. <laughs> She's going to kill me. No, but like, you know, it's more like if your boss called you stupid, that's, that's normal, you know? But it's different when you go to a different country and you listen it in a different language and you just feel uh, like out of every like you don't like I, I i it's not because of my english fucking idiot it's it's like i know how to react in english too but like i always and that's one of the best things like for me one of them like the more the, the things that I, the thing that i more like about speaking another language is that this new language is all clean for me mm, all yeah, clean for me and it's amazing, you know? And every time that you guys speak and say an expression that is nothing for you, I'm like, all my expressions in Spanish have a second expression, like a second, a second whatever, and a second uh, definition. And, and and I'm so good at speaking Spanish, and I, and I write really good, and here I can't, but this is all clean. And when someone comes and just fucking make everything that dirty, it's just like, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to start, like, I, the only thing I can do is cry. I'm not going to, you know? So, yeah, no, I love Ireland, but I'm not, like, <laughs> you know? There's 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 things and there's people like this everywhere. And I, my problem was that I had 
romanticize Dublin too much. Mm. I didn't think this, this could happen in, in Dublin, to be honest. To not, yes, in Dublin, because I, I, it happens to me when I was working in a restaurant with someone from another country, but I thought with an Irish, people, Irish guy, no. Yeah. It's disappointing to hear that. Um, but yeah, of course, there's there's dickheads out there as well. Yeah. Um, definitely not a perfect country. No. Um, I've met plenty of ourselves in my time who are from, from Ireland. But um, what do you think, like having had the experience now, and I know it's only very recent, but what do you think you take away from it? What have you learned from it? Oh my God, so much. Like it was my first job. I've learned that that's not normal. Mm-hmm. I learned that uh, you just like you just need to leave. Like I will, I, I I said this to myself so many times when I wanted to quit. Like there's there's gonna be th- loads of things in your life that you can't avoid, you know, and it's gonna be hard. This one is one of them that you could. Yeah, you could. You will find another one. There's loads of jobs here, and the, like. The, the the harm like the harm that this thing is doing to you that's there's no money that can pay that like yeah. i need to recover right now like if i have an interview tomorrow my mother says she don't think so i do think so like i have this person inside of me saying you are not enough you are not available with all the fucking therapy that i done right now i feel like that mm. and if i go to an interview tomorrow this person will notice that so even being practical which i'm not by the way <laughs> It's not worthy. Mm. It's, 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 it's not worthy. And like, I felt so powerful, like leaving and telling him the truth. Like I'm leaving because of this, not because I don't understand English. That That's what yeah. he fucking told me. Uh, it will be, it, it will be fine. Yeah. Like it will be fine. Like it, at the end, everything is fine. But what is not going to be fine is staying in a place where you just get treat like a shit and like it, it, the thing is like if there if if he's a good bully and he was the best bully he will treat you like a shit and in a moment he will give you a hug then you will forget yeah it's like a toxic relationship yeah, yeah exactly it's like gaslighting you yeah. um yeah and listen i think sometimes people get into those situations and you know everybody's ego plays a part in this where they go you know if i quit i'm i'm, I'm losing or he's won or, or you could look at it vice versa of I'm winning because I had the power to leave. But I often think that we really don't need to care about like winning or losing. And we're all obsessed about that and what, what define it as winning or losing or as as growth or as a loss or as something that you did bad or something that you did well, whatever. You, I just think that people need to find something that they feel comfortable in but also useful in and it it's a journey trying to find that i think your 20s is a journey finding that um no completely yeah especially you said you're 25 so you still have like there's a more journeys in front of you in in the rest of your 20s i think mm. um, i'm not saying when you get to 30 that you'll know what you're doing either but <laughs> i thought i would i was like by the thir- by the age of 30 i'll have everything figured out <laughs> i don't know i'm a clue what's going on no. um but it would be really worrying also it would yeah, be really well, that's worrying it. that's it yeah. um but yeah i think like i'm playing with the idea of um as opposed to this forcing yourself through 
suffering essentially because that's what's happening because you're like I don't want to quit and I don't want to lose um lose lose like yeah it really is in my opinion no no I, I I do think the same like we have been taught we have been taught to just kill ourselves doing things you know work until late like as if we are gonna have another life to relax or like not relax just to like do whatever the fuck you want to do you know uh, it's just we have been treated like we have been taught and we have been educated a little bit like animals and we are not mm-hmm. like it's just like no like if, if you if you hit the, do- the dog he's gonna learn easily no you know like and there's as i said before there's gonna things that they are gonna hurt and you can't avoid like you need to find a way of like be happy mm. be happy and like the measure the measure of things that's the most important thing of life for me yeah in the middle term yeah I do think also um, what you mentioned earlier on, and I could be wrong about this, but um, there is there's different cultures that exist, let's say, between Ireland and Spain anyway. Um, not like, I don't mean this in one is better than the other. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. Like in Spain, for example, people are way more communicative, way more direct and not afraid, like you said, to to criticize or not afraid to speak their mind. And that is extremely healthy at times. No, at times at it times, is. Yeah. It really is. Because there's no secrets. Mm. And that creates openness and it creates trust. And it there is real strength and foundation in that. Whereas if we look kind of look on the opposite side, sometimes here we don't talk about things. You know, some man, it builds up. It, more weight you haven't spoken about it you know, it's like okay I'll just go to the pub and have eight pints and that'll feel better after yeah. that but on the other extreme I think particularly in a working environment at times from speaking to people who have worked over there um, and from having worked over there people can be very direct in work um, and in a way that really critical of, of, of each other's performance. And yeah. I don't think that happens as much here, probably because we're afraid to, but also it's just, well, for example, when I came back here, I had to learn to be less direct because I had to learn to go around the, mm-hmm. the topic a little bit more because I remember some guy actually said it to me. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, you don't need to say it that way. Um, oh my God. This is uh, my life. Yeah, but yeah, it's but sometimes that's just culture. There's so many. This if we could do a salad, you know, if we could do a salad and a dressing with like Irish, Spanish, it would be amazing. <laughs> I've never heard that expression yeah, before. Me we neither. Well, yeah, there's a Spanish <laughs> one, but like it's like yeah, just mix it because like we speak shite half of the time or no but we don't have time to think you have lots of time to think but you don't speak mm. you know it's just like it's it's just i don't know it's just try try in the middle and as mark says like or like reaching the middle you have to go from one extreme to another and then you will be like mm. do you know what i mean like uh, uh maybe Maybe there's gonna there's gonna be a time, and I think this can be happening right now in Dublin. Like the new generations are a little bit like, wow, speaking and like protesting, which is amazing, and everything is everything is bad or everything is so good, and the colors and like the lights, perfect. But 
the journey doesn't finish yet there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the the things has need to repose and need to and like then then this will never finish, first of all. Mm. But I think new generations are gonna are gonna contrast the old ones and then there will be um, the middle generation that is gonna be really enragement. I think for me the middle is always more enragement because I'm never there. But <laughs> <laughs> but I will love to. Yeah. Um have you been outside Dublin much? Um well I, I told you I'm like what's the name of this comedian was that was laughing about my Brian. Yeah, he was laughing about uh, Rascom, my boyfriend from uh, Rascom. Ah, uh, no way, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told him, so that's why I, she was saying that. Was yeah. looking at me, I was like, yeah, really funny. Uh, yeah, well, I've been in, in Connemara. I love Connemara. I've been in Galway. I think it's my favorite Galway. I've been... What part of um, got, uh, Roscommon is, is your boyfriend from? The, there's parts in Roscommon. He's from Roscommon town, is he, or...? He, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's not from the from the small city, well, the village. Yeah, yeah. It's like in the middle of the forest. Okay. It has a really nice house. Nice. Um, but in the middle of like, of nowhere. Of nowhere. Okay, yeah. cool. And yeah. what you were describing about you, your family and, eating, and drinking tea. It's yeah. the same with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, of course. I it's know. The well, it's yeah. the same. The fire, whatever. Like, it's just, it is really relaxed, but at the same time, it's... Uh, it's, it's so different to what will happen in my house. Yeah. So different. Yeah. What would happen in your house? Both. Well, my parents are divorced, so there's two houses, but my there will be all like speaking and like, oh, I feel this, you know, and wow, and like they call me Rottweiler at home. I I'm not anymore, but I when I really like or hate someone, some someone no. Oh my god something I will be really like expressive I am really expressive my mother is a writer so imagine then and then my father is Irish my father is kind of, he's not Irish he's more like like he thinks and he's like and then and he will be quiet and then five days after being quiet he will tell you like no actually you didn't put the dishwasher and that's why I'm like, like what I don't even know how you yeah. were thinking so every we all Everything is different. Mm. I don't miss screaming. Like, I don't think they scream anymore, but like the loud voices, but I do miss talking about feelings mm. and about experience. Uh, like, not the, not not just the good ones, like experience, you know? Mm. Every time that I, sometimes Irish people get a little bit scared with me. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I answered. The, because uh, you're expressive. Yeah, really expressive. And I said, I don't know. I said things really direct, and I have never been told that I'm rude. Really, I think I'm not rude. And here, no one had called me rude, but they called me bland. Blunt, yeah. Blunt. And yeah, no, they will. I will be talking about myself. And by the way, when I talk about myself, I'm never expecting someone to do the same thing that I'm doing. But they all start drinking really fast. <laughs> yeah. To like answer or just like. <laughs> Yeah, that is it's something that you'll notice with people here. Um, they can be afraid to to address certain topics, but we're also like you and another. Um, it's not just Spanish people; my Italians and, and French sometimes are similar, but are so expressive. Um, we're, I think we're, we're we're expressive, but not 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 on the same level in any way. And that level of expression can be seen as aggressive. 
Mm. You know, and that's why probably people feel a little bit on edge because, mm. you know, we're educated in a different way. We're educated in, you know, kind of relax. Um, mm. And I just think it's, it's I don't know if it, it's, it's, it's bloody, it's fucking fascinating. Like how yeah, these two countries, they're not that far away from each other or like Ireland is not that far away from the rest of Europe. Um, well, maybe like it's similar in the UK might be similar maybe in the United States. I don't know. But you have, again, you've got these Latin cultures, which are totally different. Um, and it's really interesting how that happens, how that happened. But it, whatever initiated that, you know, may probably comes from from England, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, and it's that idea of control. Never lose control. Um, and I would have been taught that as a kid. And if you lose control, you're asked to leave. Does that make sense? So even if it was a positive thing, even if it was laughing, even if you were laughing too much, it'd be like, leave the table. And when, you, when you're finished, like, yeah. come back and be respectful and sit down and, yeah. and talk. Like, so don't get too high, don't get too low. Um, and so you're from a young age, you're educated in that way. Um, and maybe, maybe in Spain, that scene, I, I often, from being there, I remember that was not encouraged, but it was like, when I remember one scene when a kid was like really loud and that was like, yeah, well done. That's a strong character. You've got a strong character. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be able to look after yourself in the future. Really? And that's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hadn't had any type of, like I've been in seven schools in, in Spain. Mm. And they were all a little bit like what you were doing, what you were talking here. Mm. Uh, I went to really different schools, but I think for me, the biggest uh, difference between the education here and the education in Spain is that education here is better. No, that's not fair. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that education in Spain is just memorizing. I have never been taught, I have never been taught to do a, a, um, like exposition or like to do what my CV, nothing practical, just memorizing, just memorizing, just memorizing, just memorizing, like not nothing else than that. Um, and like at the end of the day, they're like teaching you for being a machine. That's why I came to Ireland because in Spain, now they are starting to understand that someone that study philosophy is not someone that is going to be a teacher, it's someone that is going to be thinking about whatever, mm. like, whatever work you want to do mm. but we are really we are more control we are more similar than you think so oh i 100 agree yeah because we had a dictator of 45 years we couldn't kiss in the streets yeah and that was like not nothing to do with you guys because it was like longer and everything but we just learned how to be empty emptiness like no i don't know how to say this in english like loud empty like it's just like we are not afraid anymore you know like it's a little bit childish but we are mm. we are like we, we we are not over everything that have, had happened in spain and we hadn't we talk a lot a lot about it but there's nothing consensus so like there's like you say oh talking is better than not talking i'm not sure yeah because that's not talking that's fighting you know yeah yeah I think you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot more similarities than differences. Um, I think 
the roots of of people are similar like maybe there's there's similar family values um that's all it yeah it probably comes from that to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. um and obviously on top of that then if, as you layer those concepts on it becomes more different like okay yeah we like being with family but we're with yeah. families in a different way um or you know I, I love that aspect of um sitting down and like that concept of sobre mesa yeah. that doesn't really exist here yeah but you you do it mm. i think sometimes I sh- actually just before i'm going to say what that means because just in case somebody's okay, listening yeah. and doesn't know what that means but it's in, in you have this term called sobre mesa in, mm. in spanish which doesn't exist there's no translation for that um and basically what that is is after dinner like we would do it for like 20 minutes but in in Spain like when people have dinner which is at lunchtime um they could sit there for like 3 or 4 hours just talking and I'd panic because I'd be like oh my god can we not just do the dishes <laughs> clean the dishes how can you just look at all this work in front of you and just be so relaxed and talking I'd be like fixated on like can we just do the work and then talk <laughs> um, but that's just me um yeah for example that doesn't not to the same level i don't think it exists here no 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 and i don't get it for example and i'm spanish oh, really? like, yeah well i get it without the dishes in front of me you know <laughs> like drinking and whatever about my family like i am not really spanish i love eating at 1 12 30 having dinner at 7 like my parents were not really happy with like the way i the way I, not really happy it's uh, like they will have dinner like i will be like can we have dinner please early whatever so at the end of the day, we also are humans, you know, like I've been around all of these and like, obviously loads of them are in me, but another one is like, no, I don't like get it. I prefer to eat early and I prefer to do everything early. Mm. But yeah, I was going to say for me, and I, and I would say that for me, like Irish people are the more similar Anglo, you know, of course, yeah, to us. I like, I, I think... I don't know, like if I will, if I will be able to explain what I'm trying, what I have, the like the draw that I have in my mind, like you don't, you don't exter, you don't exteriorize what you're thinking, but we exteriorize, we exteriorize what we are not thinking because we are not thinking, mm-hmm. we're just talking, and then when we were st- they are gonna kill me, like I can't send this post to anyone. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, we think, but we are just really impulsive and we want to be the first and really like macho and really like. Oh my God, it's like from another century. Mm. Well, uh, it, those things are changing too. And like I, we spoke about polarity earlier on. I mm. think there's massive polarity in, in Spain too, because you'll have one side very strong, but when you have one side very strong, you're always going to have another side very strong. Um, and yeah, so like the idea of the kind of the macho and the machismo, and but you'll also have the, the counter to that as well, where... Um, I feel like we're talking a lot about Spain and for anybody who's listening, you have to understand Spain is like my favorite country in the world. I love it to bits. Okay. I really do. I mean, you obviously, you know, Monica, my fiance, she's Spanish. I mean, I've lived in, in the Canary Islands for four years. Um, and those people there, I have amazing friends from there. They're amazing people. So incredibly friendly. Um, so please don't take any of this the wrong way. Um, it's just observations that I, I have seen um, and I'm the first one to criticize Ireland as well. Don't don't get me wrong. But um, yeah, I feel that it was, it was funny when I went over there, 
I noticed even with my voice, um, my voice would have been very high for a Spanish man. Yes. Yeah. And when, when I get excited here, or anybody get, just notice this actually, pay attention to in the pub, right? Um, or wherever you are. Um, people's voices get higher. So if you said something now, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no. And I go higher in, in tone. Okay. Yeah. I've been speaking a lot today, so it's uh, it doesn't necessarily come across now. No, uh, no I know. But with a Spanish man, uh, it goes down. And for, there's a very simple uh, comparison. Notice when a person says, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It goes up here, whereas a Spanish man will go, see, 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 down. And I was like, I felt, when I went out at the beginning, I was like, I feel like a yeah. real, like, not macho or whatever. Yeah. Around these guys, I'm not the boss around here. Yeah, no, and like, I, like, it's literally what you said, like, when I start dating here, and I don't want to sound, I don't know, I thought that was really modern until I came to Ireland. Every that guy that I was meeting from Tinder, I, I was amazed with voices. In Spain, no one has the opportunity to talk the way they talk. Because I assure you that not all talk like this. That they, they will go home and be like, mommy, you know, because like they will, you can't have a different voice if you're a man. Because being a man is just so rigid. So when I started in here, I was like, why this guy seeing me? Like, I think he likes boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I told that guy at that some point, and he was like, "That's amazing," you know, like that's really hurtful. Like I was like, "Sorry," like I and I love it. And when I saw like them crossing the like the legs, for, when when I'm coming from, if, if a friend of mine do that, like I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. But the the rest will be like, "What?" You know, like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, don't yeah. be a pushy or something like that. Yeah. Like. So yeah, the voices. It's all funny. <laughs> Completely true, yeah. Uh, it, it is. It's just funny the difference. It's just a cultural difference. But then again, you'll have what I found is on the polar opposite of that, you'll have some females who are extremely female. You extremely. know, um, people are going to be going crazy. Like, you can't say that. Yeah. But, okay. Um, it it's the truth, right? You'll over there and you'll find that. Girls will be extremely into their, not all of them, obviously, but some of them will be into some like really feminine things that never, for example, they'd never play sport because they'd be like, oh no, sports, you know, girls no, don't no. play sport. We do dancing yeah. or whatever. They have called me all my life macho mm-hmm. as a bad thing. Like my mother has t- t- been try- t- trying to teach me all my life how to be a woman mm. and how and my voice and I can't say that and like. It is, we have a big problem with that because it's not just like, obviously it is cultural, but it's someone like that's like, that's the big line that is putting us like really far from each other. Like my, my, my friends, like if you see how my friends talk, you know, like they're going to kill me. <laughs> they're going to fucking kill me. I do the same. Okay. I do the same when I want to, when I wanted someone to like me, I, a guy. To be honest, like I will do that, mm-hmm. and then we'll like if the guy hear me talk like that, like oh, you why you're speaking like a guy. Mm-hmm. So there is like I know in every country, but we have a big problem with uh, with uh, machismo mm-hmm. in Spain, a big one. Um, but can having said all of that, what we're saying, I think is really important to 
this is what I, I want to take away from this because some people might be going mad listening to this like, no, Spain's not like that or Ireland's not like that. But what I'd like to make the point of, I think it's nice to be able to categorize ourselves, but at the same time for it to be like a fluid categorization. What do I mean by that? I mean, I'm Irish. I'm proud to be Irish. Um, but that doesn't define me who I am. And no one should ever say Irish people are because I'm Mark, uh, you're Paula, like you're Spanish, but that does, that does not define who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are like observations and it's nice to be able to like make an observation on a, a specific um, cultural aspect or something from a culture but we're not saying everybody is like this and or and I think that's really important because otherwise we don't talk about these things because it's political and it's oh my god this is too serious no it's just operations yeah and it's like I have this and it's like like I love eating really early and I'm Spanish because I'm Paula yeah <laughs> and I, ha- I, I I don't like this about Spanish people and I'm Spanish and I say this because I love my country yeah if I will be just like not talking about this because I wouldn't care you know like yeah and I do speak about it because I care mm. and like I think it's great putting it together with like different like cultures and being like oh we have this and we have this and like try not anyone to be offense because at the end like there's respect in the table and like we are like I don't know like there is a book that I would always recommend to re- everyone to read called uh, uh, Against the Fanatism okay it's really short book uh, it's from Ors that's the name it's a philosopher of Oseta and it talks about how we all need to cheat like if you are really 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 like what's the opposite of like cheat like, yeah when you are really you loyal to someone mm. or to something that's that's what ended up being like being a dictator like we have to be able to talk we have to be able to cheat just someone to cheat that just someone that cheat in love or that says something like if my mother hit me talking she always would say like you are not being loyal to your country Mm. I love my country. That's why I, I'm I'm not being loyal. Mm. You know what I mean? Like why relationships ended up? Because you are loyal. Because you are not gonna be with someone just because of loyalty. Because you love. Yeah. And here is the same. And the book is all about all of that. Yeah. Um, the way I would look at that is it's almost like the yin and yang thing. You know, the mm. in, I I believe in that. Not believe, but I I think that's very valuable little picture. Mm. Because yeah, like a concept like. You know, they say the line between love and hate is is so small, and um, they're both very passionate feelings. You can have these passionate feelings about about Spain, but on the other hand, you you love Spain. It is it is your true home. It is you are, um, and, and I know I know that you would feel feel that way, and you would say that, and you can have those two feelings. They need each other. It's yeah. like light and light and dark. Like you yes. cannot say you cannot say, oh, like that's amazing. There's light if you have never been in the darkness. And it's the same. I've been really. It's good to be angry with the people that you love, and it's good to be angry with the with your country, because that means that you love it. If it's an anger that it could be constructive, that's better. Yeah. But even if it's not constructive, it will pass. Yeah, or at least if it's not not getting you down too much. At yeah. the end of the day. 
Um, it's like that song that the guys played on, on Monday from Leonard Cohen we're just passing through you know oh my god uh, what beautiful. an amazing song yeah I didn't know that song actually I uh, can't find that one I found this uh, Dylan on, on Spotify but my favourite song I think is the one that you're saying it's not in Spotify it's a Leonard Cohen song you'll find it I'll send it to you after ah is it Leonard Cohen or, and Leonard... it was just a cover okay, yeah. okay. Um, and send I'll send it to you yeah. um, and I'll put it for people listening I'll put it in the link in the description of the episode um, we've chatted for quite a while yeah um, uh, and I feel like we could go into way more um, topics and, and keep going but I, I really want to thank you for your honesty um, I think it's been really nice or thank you for your bluntness ah yeah. thank you for liking my bluntness <laughs> everything has a, two sides right yeah. it can be, be very positive sometimes nice to come in here and express that I'm delighted you're having a, a good time here Unfortunately, you've discovered that it's not uh, utopia, but uh, no, that's, that's okay too. I always prefer reality, so mm. yeah, it's amazing. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. been a pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, hopefully you will be able to send it to some of your friends. Yeah, maybe my dog. <laughs> maybe, maybe my dog or my yeah. grandmother that she doesn't hear anymore or something like that. My father, my father will like it just because he's more from the left. Okay. <laughs> um, for anybody who's listening, thank you so much. It's been uh, a real pleasure having you with us. And yeah, thanks so much, Paula. Thanks so much. Boom. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.